Welcome to the SAME Real-Time Podcast, featuring an inside look across the Society of American Military Engineers and the work that our 30,000 members and 105 posts are doing to support national security and strengthen the engineering potential of the United States. And now, your host, SAME Executive Director Joe Schrodel. Well, Cindy, appreciate uh, the opportunity to chat with you today. Um, as most of us know, you've been uh, one of our uh, leading regional vice presidents in the society, and we really appreciate everything that you've been doing, and, uh, and of course, everything you're going to do in the future. But thanks for joining us. How about, how about tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved in this, Amy? Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. So I've been working in the AEC industry for the past 25 years, and Fortunately, early in my career, um, two of the Fortune 500 companies I worked for encouraged participation in the Society of American Military Engineers. In fact, as I was managing a federal proposal center, we were tasked with the responsibility of exhibiting and attending all SAME events. Many of us know Wendy Parker. She continues to support the society with those same companies, so it's great to see just the longevity of our sustaining members. In 2012, while active in the SAME, I met Michael and Michelle Batance at a Omaha Industry Day and kept seeing them at other SAME events along the way. So about a year later, it was actually a pretty early, easy transition for me to join Batance Enterprises. And they are a service-disabled general contractor serving primarily the government. So the connection with the Society of American Military Engineers works really well. Michael Batan shares a common commitment. He's been with the LA Post Board of Direction since 2008. And it's those type of companies that I think have allowed me to continue to grow with the society and be active. But I gotta admit, my initial involvement with the society was simply as a company representative. Like many people tell the story that they've been voluntold. Um, <laughs> yes. That was Cindy, <laughs> you know. But it didn't take me long to realize that I really enjoyed the shared interest, the energy that the members had, and then also to grow professionally and network with my peers. So that's how I got started in, um, in the society. No, that's great. You know, when you talk about uh, you know, the networking and being voluntold, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting because I think everybody has that experience, and then once they get hooked, as you've just described, uh, it's kind of hard to not be a part of it. So, you know, it's interesting because that also brings up a good point about, you know, what, what you get out of being a part of this. It's one thing to be the, the representative of the company and to help your company, which most people begin uh, their, their journey in SAME by doing. But a lot of people think that SAME helps them develop personally, especially along the lines of, uh, you know, being a leader. So, so how about maybe you can give us some of your thoughts about how SAME might have helped you either by virtue of some leadership positions you've held or uh, experiences you've had that might have helped you develop as a, as a leader or a manager within your company. Oh, absolutely. So when I started with Society, I began volunteering just for the events that interested me. I did a lot of regional conferences and the fun side of the things, which allowed me to see the full spectrum of SAME, but really what most people will hear from me, and they've heard it many times, is while I served with the society, I had some incredible
incredible military leaders of all branches that were post-presidents at the time. Those individuals took the time, invested in me, they mentored me, you know, and there's still mentors I look up to. There's, you know, Joe Schwartz, Jim Brackett, Scott Prosuch, and they sort of helped grow me along the way personally to have better management skills, better leadership skills, which essentially then grew into me becoming an RVP. The other thing that Sami has provided me, if I were to be asked that in the open public, would just be, it gave me the resources for training opportunities, but really it gave me the venue to build stronger and more diverse relationships, get a commitment, get a credibility when I talk to partners or even our military clients. I have a certain credibility now because I have been engaged and shown that long-term commitment. But I'll tell you, Joe, one of the things is the friendships. You know, it's amazing that the friendships are genuine and true and both on a professional and a personal level. You know, that's, that's a great point, uh, Cindy, because a lot of people, when they hear the word networking, automatically think of business development and something that is not personal and it's cold. Um, and I've, I've tried yeah. to think of a different word to describe what we have, and I think you just hit on it, and it's called friendships. Because what I see, and I'm sure you've seen it too, and that's why in both of our cases we've been members of the society for so long, it, it's, networking is not the first word that comes to your mind. It's friends. You know, you, we get together with our friends, and when we meet new people, they become our friends. Does that make sense? It does, absolutely. You know, many of the colonels that I met, and I'm a civilian in this in this industry, it was always a professional relationship, you know, it was a yes sir, no sir. And now that they've retired, they're still friends, they're still partners in my business, so it's truly more than just a business development society. Yeah, and, and it's it's about friendships. And that... That kind of leads, uh, you know, a thought that I that you just just gave me in in the discussion here is, uh, we're also a very diverse society. I think a lot of people know that our society is not predominantly military. As a matter of fact, we're actually only twenty two percent of our thirty thousand members are military or government. The other thing that I think you represent, which is important, and maybe you can give some some thoughts on. Uh, is being a woman regional vice president, being a, a woman leader in the industry as you are, uh, and in this society which is uh, historically military, which most people associate unfortunately with being a male-dominated society, which is not, or, or industry. So, so maybe, maybe some thoughts uh, in, in how the society has helped you think uh, um, both in, in your personal and professional life in terms of diversity. You know, how does society, oh, society yeah. support that? I, I appreciate you mentioning that because I think when we speak with new members or potential members, they're always saying, well, but I'm not military and I'm not an engineer. And, and I always laugh because I'm also none of those categories that is typical when you think of our society. And surprisingly enough, somewhere in my journey with the society, all of a sudden I found myself being a vice president at three posts simultaneously. So I was truly, <laughs> it was, I don't know how I got there, uh, but um, it was a great journey and I was really surprised and honored when in the Pikes Peak post, the way that post works, it was always an active duty military president in that post. And for great reasons. I mean, we have a tremendous membership base 
both on the public sector and the private sector. So I was truly honored when they decided to break from tradition and have a non-engineer, non-military, and a female president, something I never would have thought to pursue. But I would encourage everybody. I think in our society we are now seeing very active female presidents and committee cheerleaders and bringing great value and diversifying our society. The other thing that I'm going to bring up, because I have one young lady here in Colorado, she's a young member female in our society, and she has tremendous, tremendous commitment, dedication. She was a president of the High Plains Post, which wow. I believe would have been challenging down in Cannon Air Force Base in a yep. small community. That's right. And she did incredible things. I don't know, Joe, if you recall, but at the High Plains Post, they hosted a Wounded Warriors Gala. Yep. And as a result of that, that post donated over $14,000 to the QL Plus in support of a national initiative we had. Yep. And that was all under this young member female post president who's now in Colorado. And I truly see her being very instrumental in the Pikes Peak Post. So it's a very open society. You know, I believe we'll support any of us to be successful. No, that's great to hear you uh, bring that up because, you know, not to embarrass you, uh, Cindy, in any way, but, you know, I've known you for a while. And, and I would tell you, from a leadership perspective, you've always been a person of action. And, uh, and I think what you've, what you've explained is within our society, people who are people of action are recognized for their ability regardless of their background, their race, gender, any of that, which is great. So the diversity is fed by people like you who um, you know, take action, make things happen, and, and are committed. And, and then, it, clearly, and I know this, uh, folks like the young lady you mentioned, uh, you take the time to mentor them back. And that's what's neat about mentoring. And, and you mentioned and you ascribed some of your success to those who have mentored you, but you're also developing folks who will come behind you um, and will be just as successful. So I think that's great. So what's your favorite part of being a regional vice president? Being a regional vice president, you know, I think the role of the RVP is as you know, it's, a, it's an important part of our society's infrastructure. I think there are 17 of us that are serving in that capacity. I think the RVP role has evolved. I think there's new and exciting changes with our revised RVP manual. I think that manual is going to be enlightening and be a much more effective resource to our post leaders and incoming RVPs. During my past five years, the one thing I've seen in that regional capacity is that the roles are not prescriptive. So some of the things that I enjoy as being an RVP is working with my post, helping serve as a facilitator on challenges they have, making sure that they know they have the resources from national to support them, and just a reach back. It's, it's to be there, help mentor them, and to work in connecting them with lessons learned from other posts. Today, for example, I think Kathy Off shared um, an issues workshop that the Tulsa Post was having yep. with their core district. And just this morning I thought, wow, we have Omaha core district here in Colorado, and what a great idea that I could then take to our post leaders to offer that same type of value. So it's just serving as that connection and integrator for national and the local level. I think that's great. And, and when you reflect on uh, 
you know, our strategic plan 2020 that we're all pushing hard for when we turn uh, 100 years old here in just a few years in, in 2020, you know, you, you've really underscored the, you know, one of the principles, and that was support down. And, and the other principle is that we are one society. And of course, you know, we, we've all embraced the idea that what right looks like for our society is a society of vibrant posts that are relevant locally. And, and the only yeah. way that can happen is by people like you at the regional level enabling the posts. And I've watched you do that firsthand. And it's, it's just amazing to watch how actively involved you are with the posts in supporting them. And then from the national level with our small team here, you know, we're working hard, again, looking downward to, uh, to find the right ways to support regions and posts. So I appreciate you bringing that up because that's really fundamental to uh, the, the strategic plan that we're embracing now. That's important. That kind of brings up the question, you know, how else can we here at the national level uh, support our regions and posts? You know, it's funny you ask that because one thing I, I wanted to share is when I became involved with the society, I was completely unaware of the level of effort and commitment from the national office and from our posts to remain so relevant to our 30,000 members and 105 posts. I mean, um, your team amazes me, Joe. There are those like Stacy, Otis, Bruna. All of them are incredible on your team. One thing I find is they don't hesitate when the call comes in to certainly help. And I'm not sure how I'm perceived sometimes up there because I'm certainly not shy when it comes to reaching out to national to help out, you know. So areas I think that are doing great is the post leader workshop. I get tremendous feedback from our post leaders on the things they learn that they can take back, the networking they get with other post leaders, the website. You know, I've got to say out of all my posts, I have seven posts, six of them are truly now much more functional since we've standardized and had national supports them in the maintenance of that. The other thing I really do appreciate and I've respected is the startup of posts. Congratulations. I mean, you recently did the new Tennessee Valley post. The level of assistance from national and regional to our local posts will help them. It's the little things, the flags, getting them some of the, the tools they need to start up and network out. We did that recently in Tolarusa post with national. And your support in startup posts, the assistance that's available to them, I think those are the things you just need to continue doing from a national's perspective that they do every day. No, thanks. And, and I'll tell you, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. The, the small team we have here, you know, I, I've always been a fan of uh, uh, Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. And in that book, right. he describes, you know, one of the fundamental uh, charges of a leader is to get the right people on the bus and then get the right people in the right seats. I will tell you, the Century House, if, if it were a bus, has exactly the right people in exactly the right seats. So we get, we're getting ready for uh, our board meeting here coming up pretty soon. And uh, you know, one of the big things we're gonna focus on is making progress and, and assessing the progress toward our strategic plan in 2020. So you know, if, if you were to pick out one thing that we could work on a little harder next year, what, what might that be? I think we are on the right track to meet our objectives for 2020 and our strategic plans. I think our posts are working hard. 
There's a lot of things they do so well. You know, I'm impressed with some of the STEM work we continue to do, some of the, both from a national perspective and the post level. I would like to see our members, I think it's the membership. It's just really reaching out to other agencies and diversifying our, our membership base, truly showing these agencies, be it state, local, TSA, just the value and the ability for our society to integrate and bring them all the training and access that they need to resources to further, you know, the society, their own profession, um, and their own missions, because I'm sure we are all working toward, you know, the national security of our country. So I, I think it would be on the membership base, just really reaching back out to some of the military that have, you know, veered off just slightly um, to bring us all back together as one, as one organization or at least an integrated group. No, I think that's great. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, you mentioned value. Um, you know, one of the thoughts that, uh, that I always keep in the forefront of my mind, especially where companies like yours are involved. You know, we've got 1,500 sustaining member companies. And one of the things that, that, I, that concern me is that, that we make sure that they view, you know, participation in, in our society by folks from their company like you, that they find that valuable. So how do you think we're doing there, maybe from the perspective of your company? They, they you know, I think it. we're doing great, Joe. I think the one thing that I would share is there is a perception that the society is sometimes for the large businesses. And um, I would challenge all of them to reconsider that. I'm, I'm now with a small business, and if anybody ever has heard Michael Batant share his story of what it took for him to grow a small business, the link that he told when I started was it was the Society of American Military Engineers. He went to an LA Post meeting and just the relationships and the information that he was able to get and connect with other military folks that attended or other firms that were further along than Batanz was at the time. I would challenge them that this is a great venue, it's a great stage for small businesses to really be able to capture access to government, access to others that have been in their shoes and have you know, grown on. So I think the value is there, and I think really you know, that message needs to continue to go out to our small businesses as well. No, great, thanks. As a matter of fact, you know, that's probably a, a good note to, to end this discussion on for today, Cindy, because uh, in just 26 more days, yeah, I count days, 26 more days, we're gonna be down in Atlanta at our small business conference. And I'm happy to report that uh, last year was our largest conference, and this year we are attracting about two to 300 registrants more each week than what we had last year. So we're looking forward to a great, great event in Atlanta. I look forward to seeing you there. And uh, really appreciate you taking the time to share with, with our listeners the, the great work that you've done, uh, tremendous respect that we all have for you. And, and your commitment and your leadership to not only the Rocky Mountain region, but also the society as a whole, so thanks. Great, well thank you. I, I think we're building the momentum, you know, and if I were to share one thought as I close, it's just encourage everybody to engage. It's truly about the engagement. There's something for everybody with our society and it's not prescriptive. So I do hope to see everybody at the Small Business Conference. I'm 
counting down the days and a little nervous because that reminds me we're closer to the holiday. But looking forward to it, Joe. No, me too. Thanks again, Cindy, and uh, safe travels. I'll see you in Atlanta, and uh, God bless.